Did you guys hear that? Wow. Or was it, was it so loud? <laughs> okay. No, that was good. That one didn't even cut out. Like, that was no. the perfect level of belch. I really have to be mindful now since you can't hear me all the time. Um, yeah. So this is the drunky anime episode. <laughs> Fallon, what are you drinking? I, okay, I'm drinking a... 32-ounce bottle of Modelo Especial, okay? That is a a quart of beer, and I'm halfway through, over halfway through. That's like a child. It's like a baby. It's a baby's worth of beer, and it's (laughs) fucking crazy, dude. I am am a little toasty, I will not lie to you. Um, It's a lot. But I saw it and I thought, I cannot leave this store. This was at the grocery store, mind you. This was not like a liquor store. Wow. This was just a grocery store on an end cap, like on sale. <laughs> and I was like, I can't leave the store without this newborn sized Modelo. <laughs> Um, Did you carry it out and we were like cradling it in your arms when you Yeah, I was. I was. And I kind of like, um, I like bounced it and burped it a little bit. So (laughs) that's the sound it made. Now it's burping you. Yeah, now it's returning the favor. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. What are y'all drinking? We're drinking a mixed drink I just made us um, on the fly. (laughs) I opened the freezer and I have a very, very very large bottle of gin so in into our cups i put two shots each Mm -hmm. of gin um and then i topped that off with half a shot of pure lemon juice wow Um, and then i uh stuck a lime popsicle (gasps) into the cup and then poured over the top of that a raspberry lime spindrift sparkling water and then used the popsicle stick to stir the drink very innovative. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's, um, oh, it tastes like gin and lemon juice. <laughs> it does. Strictly gin and lemon it's, juice. You don't that? really get the raspberry or maybe even like the, I think the lime, maybe the lime popsicle and the lemon juice was just too much acidity. Too much, yeah. Um, but there's alcohol in here. For sure. You can taste it. For sure. Damn. That sounds really exciting, though. I love the ingenuity. I love the creativity. Thank uh, you. I love the resourcefulness that went into that drink. Was that fresh-squeezed <laughs> lemon juice? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it was from a bottle that I bought at Costco. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you're working with what you got. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Haley, out of 10, how would you rate this um beverage let me let me taste it again real fast hmm if i let it simmer on the palate it's about a seven i would say damn a seven mm-hmm. thank you out of ten out of ten yeah that's damn that's good. pretty good should we introduce our friend here <laughs> i think we should please do the honors paris hello everybody this is my friend Haley. can i say your last name is that yeah, all right that's this fine. is Haley houston Haley and I went to high school together in Oregon, and Haley goes to school in Ohio, which is very close to Pittsburgh, which is where I am in Pennsylvania. So sometimes we get to see each other, and Haley drove down for the weekend, and she's here for Memorial Day weekend, and we're hanging out. We just went and got some delicious 
Mexican food. It was really good. Yeah. So good. I had um, a, what was my, my, my thing called? It was a, a Cancun chimichanga. Yes. Whoa. It was really good. And uh, Haley got some some enchilada with green mm. sauce. Yeah. Which is really that good. good. And we had fishbowl margaritas there. So we're just keeping the party going. Yep. Yeah, you guys, um, yeah, I'm really happy to have you on the show, <laughs> Haley, because I met you, obviously, through Paris, but we are buds through our D&D group, oh, which is yes. very exciting, um, and you're also <laughs> uh, a bit of a weeb as well. That, that is true. I hate to admit it, but I am not just a bit of a weeb now. I'd say I'm full-blown. <laughs> Haley is a gamer grill. <laughs> It's she so is, exciting she to be. Hard. It's so exciting to be in the presence of a, a true gamer grill queen. <laughs> I mean, like you're the real deal, and that's very exciting. We do not fantasy shame here. Like, no, it's all part of the game, baby. And I'm so excited <laughs> to, um, you know, hear your perspective on some things. I'm so stoked. Uh, same. I'm stoked too. <laughs> huh? Well, you just finished a video game. Yes, yes, I did. I just finished Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a real strong woman game. Yeah, and Super she has red strong. hair. The girl you play as, right? Mm. Doesn't she have red hair? Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, she Alloy, does. Alloy, right? Yes. yes, it is. Yes. Alloy is pretty did, sick. And you played this game on your PC? I did play it on my PC. <laughs> with mouse and keyboard? No, I played with a controller. All right, all right. Yeah. So, did little you... sus, but. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you always been a pc gamer or did you start off on console um well you know i started with the good old classic game boy <laughs> uh, yes did you have the like flip open game yes boy? i did flip open <laughs> game boy color yes sick <laughs> what were your go-to games on the Game Boy? Uh, at the time, my mom worked at the courthouse in the kids section, and she found a Star Wars game yes. in the Lost <laughs> and Found and brought it home for me. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like my favorite game of all time. That and uh, like the knockoff Nintendogs. Not the real oh, yeah. one, <laughs> but the knockoff oh, one. Yeah. Yes. What was it called? I've never heard of the knockoff Nintendogs. It was like pets with a Z. <laughs> I had that for the DS. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had it for the DS as well. Oh my oh gosh. Shit. I had Nintendogs. I had um, I had like Pet Vet and Sims mm-hmm. Pets. Yes. Um, I had Pet Vet too. Pet Vet. That was, was awesome. Lit. You could like care for the horses and oh, shit. Oh yeah. You yeah. know I was petting all them horses. Fallon was a big horse girl. Oh. Closeted. I think we all are at heart, just a little bit. I think so. No, not you. (laughs) Not Haley. Haley's not a horse girl. I was never one with the horses. They always, you know, kind of scared me a little bit. Horses scare you? They're just like, they they could fucking kill you if they really wanted to. They're big and strong. Your your boyfriend, he's allergic to horses? Yes, he is. (laughs) He's allergic to horses? Yes, he is. I've never heard of that. Isn't that so random? Doesn't yeah. he? What happens to him when he How did like, he gets find near a horse? Out? <laughs> <laughs> so, in good old South County, his one of his family members had a horse or something, and I think his mom brought him over, and he pet the horse and like broke out in hives, <laughs> and um, that's how he found out. Has he ever 
been near a horse since. Yeah, we went to Sun River with his family, and we were on, like, a, a ride, a, what is it called? Like, a, in the movies where you're, like, in a carriage. Oh, like a, like a, a, a horse-drawn carriage ride? Yes, yeah, we did one of those. Oh, so cute! With his family, and he had, like, Benadryl ready just in case. He had <laughs> anaphylactic shock. <laughs> you had to, like, shoot him with an Abbey pen yeah. when he gets near a horse. But he was totally fine. So does he, has he maybe considered that it wasn't, like, it was just, like, correlation that he was near the horse and got high? It's like, maybe it could have been something he ate? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's ever thought about that. <laughs> But okay, so Chase is allergic to horses. Uh-huh. Is that like one of the um, like uh, the the things in what is it? What's that? Dander? Hit? No, dude. I'm sorry. My my buzz just hit me mid sentence, and I'm like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> what were you gonna say the about fucking the game that's like Trail of the West? Or oh, the like Oregon, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Is that like <laughs> one of the diseases you have to yeah. like watch you can out die. for? It's like you can die of dysentery, of... <laughs> anaphylactic shock, and anaphylactic shock from a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, how unfortunate would it be for you know, like someone uh, in the old yeah. West um, to be allergic to, be to, horses. Allergic to horses? I mean, That's, I feel like all of those yeah. Americans must have died off. He's kind That's of what a, I told him. Yeah. He would have never been able to be a cowboy. No. <laughs> Does he lament that? His dream. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, does it make, I wonder if it makes Chase sad, like, deep in his heart. He could have never been a cowboy. He can never be a cowboy. He will never ride in the rodeo. No. <sighs> no barrel racing. No, um... No calf roping. No calf mm-hmm. roping. None of that for Chase. He could no. probably be a rodeo clown. He's pretty fast. He's and he can jump a lot. He can jump real far <laughs> and he can run real fast. He can. <laughs> Chase would be an excellent rodeo clown until he gets near a horse and right. then, then we swell up and die. <laughs> Which I feel like would be an ideal like high stakes job for him because he would just have to avoid all of the animals. You know, what that's the rush. rodeo clowns. <laughs> what a rush. <laughs> the only way he can feel anything is just to be a rodeo clown. <laughs> An inch from death. <laughs> Instead of skydiving, Chase pursues rodeo clown. Dive <laughs> anaphylactic shock at any moment. Hardcore. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, well, folks, what are we here to talk about today? I think you originally asked Haley if she was a PC gamer, and then I interrupted. Yeah. Because you were saying that you used to play Game Boy. Yes, I played, started Game Boy DS, got the Wii, you know, big Nintendo fan, and then um, only recently, I'd say in this past, this year actually, Chase built me a PC so I could PC game. Yes. So I think that today we're here to talk about being a gamer girl. And things that come along with that. Things you start to watch when you're a gamer girl. Media you consume. Um, books that you read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like the, the gamer girl culture. Fuck yes. I'm so, so excited. Um, I think it's fantasy time. Is it fantasy time? It's fantasy time. 
Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you to Cheers to that. Hell yeah, brother. Clink to myself in Texas. (laughs) So I think, I mean, like, I'm really excited to hear it because it sounds like you're the real deal, Haley. Because I'm like, I'm a novice to adept gamer girl. Like my prime gate, like my prime gaming days were in middle school. And I don't, these past, like, like in college, I never had time for, like, consistent gaming. And mm-hmm. it sounds like that is your main pastime hobby. Well, now. when you live alone in Ohio, there's <laughs> not much else to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say now PC gaming is definitely what I do in my time if I'm not at the gym. How do you discover games? Are they like suggestions from Chase or do you like actively search out like games that you would want to play and like do you look on the Steam store? How do you find stuff? I look on the Steam store sometimes a lot a lot of the sales stuff because I'm I'm a cheap bastard (laughs) Um, but most of it comes from Chase because he he knows me pretty well knows what I like to play and so Mm. He'll suggest a lot of things to me, and I I like role playing. I really like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn because you get to play as like a real strong woman, and I feel right. like there's not a lot of games <laughs> like that. I feel like it's like titties are bust. Exactly. <laughs> I think Chase and Brady, my boyfriend, they they're I think they're really proud of themselves because they're really good friends. Like Chase and Brady have been friends since they were little kids. Little nuggets. Yeah. And they've been gamers their entire lives. And Brady built me a PC, and then Chase built Haley a PC, and they've both converted us into playing video games uh-huh. on the computer and, like, on the monitor. Right. Um, and so I think, I don't know, I feel like maybe they conspired together to, to get that to oh, happen. Yeah. For sure. There yeah. is no doubt about it. That there was... <laughs> A little chit-chat going on between them. Definitely. You've been yeah. manipulated, for sure. We've, we've been gaslit, and we've been, <laughs> we've been groomed. You've been brainwashed. <laughs> groomed. We definitely have, what is it, Stockholm mm-hmm. Syndrome mm-hmm. from them. Like, just, I think while I sleep, Brady probably whispers into my ear. He's like, play games on the PC. Play well, your PC. Chase probably does the same to you. He probably, probably does, except he's not here, so he'll he'll call me when on I FaceTime. On FaceTime, yeah. I won't <laughs> realize he's doing it. He'll whisper to me, "Be a gamer, girl." <laughs> yeah. Why groom horses when you can groom people, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I just get Casper's like knockoff computers. He has not built me my own computer. I get his like older generation builds. So this is like I think his third 
computer that he's built, and so I have the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a diehard console gal. I grew up with mm. PlayStation. That was my system. One, two, three, four. Like that was that was it. And so and I was really reluctant. It, right? I you do. Still I have, have your first one. I have my PS one, and I have um, two PS threes and a PS four. Which Whoa. one is the one that I ma- had to mail to you? It was a PS one. It was the PS. She left it. She left it in Corvallis, and I I had to mail it to her. I had to go to her oh, old house I where she no longer that. lived. Yeah, yeah, and I I mailed it. So it's during COVID, Arizona. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that happening. Because That's Haley and I were friends. living together at the at this time yes. when I sent right. it. Yeah, <laughs> we're friends because I sent you your <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah, she no was, yeah. I mean, we like, <laughs> it was such a meaningful, special, precious thing to me. And I still, like, it's still in the box because that's the box that, like, I move it in and it's got all the packaging, like, the styrofoam buffers <laughs> and things. And so on the box, it says, like, from Paris Rumbles. And I remember <laughs> I get washed with endorphins um, when I, I read that shipping label it's very special to me it means so much that you would go excavate this relic from a room that i used to rent and send it to me so i could have this special item it wasn't even my playstation this was like an ex-stepdad's playstation but he wanted to get rid of it and i said no because i have first edition spyro on here and i can't give that up i can't do it (laughs) spyro year of the dragon baby so good. Oh yeah. So well, you're welcome, Fallon. I'm really you. glad that you got to keep it. Me too. And that I could be a part of that. Yeah, it's very special to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that you finished Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. do you have any games in mind that you want to play next? Ooh. Well, the PlayStation actually just released in-game play youtube videos of the what should we call it of the new horizon zero dawn game which is horizon forbidden west whoa ai is like 40 years old and there's so many cool robot monsters you get to fight and it looks really good but we won't get to play it on pc for another like two years is that a ps5 game Mm -hmm. well lucky you i have a ps5 (laughs) and you're welcome to come over whenever you want baby Oh yeah, we can get I it and you can play it here. And I'll get watch. over that. You <laughs> can't get over it. How did you score? How did you and Brady, you lucky bastards, score one of those things? Like people still well, can't get those. I know. We had saved up. We had the money set aside because we knew that we wanted to get one. <laughs> and Brady sat at his computer and like clicked refresh on the PlayStation store, the PlayStation website, over and over again. For days until he somehow just got one in his cart and checked out. So he was like subscribed to this alert system that let you know when they had some, like randomly, they just like would pop up in stock. But they sell out so quickly because everyone wants to get one. Right. And we just were very lucky and happened to get one. But it was because of his dedication. You know, he <laughs> really he really say. was on that grind. Because you can buy them online, but people will scalp them, and then they'll sell them for more than what, like, PlayStation is selling them for. Mm-hmm. So we bought ours for, like, 500 bucks because that's what 
PlayStation is selling them for. Mm-hmm. Um, but people will sell them online for like a thousand dollars. Right. And like independently. Yeah. And it's awful. I mean, like, good for you, I guess, if you sell a PlayStation 5 for $1,000, but also, like, you're kind of a piece of shit. So we were really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) We were really lucky, and we we got one, and um, we use it to watch Netflix, and it's really cool. I'm just kidding. I do play games on it. <laughs> we do use it to watch Netflix a lot. But I also started playing Horizon Zero Dawn, the one that you just finished, mm-hmm. not the new one for PlayStation. Um, there's a game call- coming out for the PS5 called Stray, and you play as a cat oh living God. in like a post-apocalyptic world that doesn't really have humans. It's like all robots, but you're, you're like a fleshy cat. Oh, like a real cat. Yeah, I Yeah. I and you that. have like a backpack that's like a robot backpack, I think, and then you just like wander around Tokyo yeah. as a cat. And mm-hmm. that is like the number one reason that I wanted the From PS5. That little clip of the game and like their launch yes. video. <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it looked lit as fuck, dude. Yeah. I was like, that is <laughs> on my list for sure. Yes, it looks so cute. And I also want to play Bug Snacks. Have you have you heard of bug snacks i'm not familiar with bug snacks <laughs> you're not familiar with bug snacks i'm not familiar with bug snacks well you gotta play bug snacks baby bug snacks is a game where it's like you're on this island with all these cute little creatures and there are like it's kind of like cloudy with a chance of meatballs yeah. but the food is alive and so there's, like, strawberries running around with, like, legs and, like, bananas and, and cookies oh, and, like, sandwiches, but they they're, look they're like bugs. And on an island, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. the, the weird thing about it is when you collect one and you eat it, you absorb it and it becomes a part of your body. So right. if, like, let's say you, you pick up a strawberry bug snack and you eat it, your hand will turn into a strawberry. Right. And, and you become this, like, mutant bug snack monster Mm -hmm. and it looks great i don't have it but it's on my wish list for sure i I do remember that it's like animal crossing but bugs crossing yeah it's like welcome to bug snacks (laughs) i don't know the words but that's that's the tune i'll probably just splice that in just splice the actual (laughs) one in there Mm -hmm. for you welcome to the island of bug snacks yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> well, so this past year, I guess, or it hasn't really been a year, but the last couple of months, mm-hmm. um, We've not only been playing video games, but our friend group got together and started playing D&D, but virtually. Yeah. Because we all live in different states. I, Brady and I are in Pennsylvania, Haley's in Ohio, Chase is in Oregon, and you and Casper were in Arizona, and now you're in Texas. Yeah. So we use this, like, online 
platform called Roll20, and basically it's like Dungeons & Dragons Zoom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what but it is. But, like, worse. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so bad, and it lags, and it's but it's kind of part of the fun. Yeah, um, and, I think and, half of the challenge of the game is just you know fighting with the program that we're using, but <laughs> it's designed specifically for Dungeons and Dragons. You know, what else are we going to use? Like it was, it was yeah. perfect in theory, and so um, yeah. Until sorry, until Casper discovered the terrible feature of just handing out cards, and Casper was just just dealing virtual cards all over the screen. And then we couldn't figure out how to get rid of them. And there were just cards everywhere. (laughs) He loves to mess with anything technological. That is the plight of being with an engineer. That's the plight. Wow, how how different Casper and I are from one another. (laughs) (laughs) You guys balance me out. Because you are quite different, indeed. Opposite ends mm-hmm. of the technological spectrum, I would say. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so Brady was leading like our D&D sessions as our dungeon master. Mm-hmm. Brady was a wonderful DM. Yeah, he's he great. wonderful. He's really, he's really creative, and I think his theater background helps a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's a wonderful storyteller. He's just an he's an excellent storyteller. So I think that being the dungeon master was like perfectly suited to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all had characters. Brady yes. was the dungeon master, but we developed our own individual Dungeons and Dragons characters. And I think that we should talk about them and, and tell people who they are. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I have to look up what race my character is because I forgot the name of it. So I think Haley should go first. <laughs> Um, my character's name was Zella Zoldik, Zoldyk. It's after Hunter Hunter's character, Kilua. Kilua! She was a assassin. She was a rogue assassin. Yes. She was an elf. I can't remember what You were variation. a rogue, right? Well, yeah, so she was, a, her race was an elf, but she was a rogue assassin. Uh-huh. I can't remember what race specifically of an elf she were was. Were you a wood elf? I think I was, yeah. You were a wood I elf. I was a wood elf. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, she, she was a good character. Very, uh. We were tall. I was very tall. Zella very was tall. a bad bitch. Zella she was like daggers. MVP in battle for sure. Yeah, Haley would whip out those knives as Zella and she would just, gah, 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 slice yeah. people in twine. Basically, that was just my whole goal. Just yeah. Kill yeah. all the motherfuckers. <laughs> All the goblins that we had to face and mushroom men. Absolutely murking, murking them left and right. All of these weird (laughs) goblin mutant mushroom men that we encountered. (laughs) And I, I don't know, I don't know when our D and D game will resume, but Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that at least Paris, you were really eager and curious about the backstories of our characters. And I was wondering, Haley, would you be? Would you be willing to share Zella's backstory? Because we have not heard before. <laughs> yes, of course. Why not? Uh, so my backstory, I was born in like a very remote town into a very prosperous royal wood elf family. Nice. But for whatever reason, 
there was another family out for our heads, killed everybody oh, in my family. No. You know, tragic story. I'm the one left Classic. alive. And the assassin group that came to kill me saw me as a little baby. <laughs> and they decided to take me home and raise me as an assassin. So the assassins murdered your family, and yes. they were like, let's keep this one. Yes. <laughs> and raise it as our own yes. and make it an assassin. Uh-huh. It was like... It's badass. Yeah, it's pretty it's, epic. So you were you were raised by your f- family's murderers. Yes, but the twist is I didn't know they were my family's murderers <gasps> until right before I joined the gang of D&D. Oh. So I just found out and decided to bolt and like go out on my own and figure out my life. Wow. Oh, so you have like crazy inner turmoil. Oh yeah, I'm just full of rage <laughs> and anger. And Sadness, just Ugh, angst, you've been deceived your whole life. <laughs> your whole life was a lie. It was a fucking lie. Wow, that's wow. devastating and tragic. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes so much sense now. Yeah, it does. It's poor Zella. Poor Zella. <laughs> that's fucking rough. She got roughed up. She did. She did. Man, wow, what a twist, though, for Zella. I had no idea. Yeah, she's she's a shady bitch, that one. She is a shady bitch, that one. Full of mystery. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. Casper, my boyfriend, played a centaur um, during our D&D game named Dick mm. Butt Diddick. Oh, I Such a good and, name. And, uh, my ass is so good. And um, his class was um, an acolyte, and he was just waiting for the opportunity to explain the god that he worships, because I guess, um, you know, centaurs are monotheistic. I did not know this. Um, I had no idea. But he worships Mark Sinclair. And if you didn't know, (laughs) Mark Sinclair is the legal name of Vin Diesel, uh, the star of the Fast and Furious film. <laughs> he worshipped Vin Diesel? Yes. And he has been holding on to that secret just painfully every day. He wanted everyone to know so badly that who Mark Sinclair is, his lord and savior. Um, and it never came out. No one ever asked him about his religion. <laughs> Because I didn't know what it was, and I was like, I don't want to be the dumbass who doesn't know who Mark St. Clair is, so I'm not going to ask. Because I figured no everyone else knew. I think everyone had that same same thought. Or they were just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's weird. I'm not going to inquire about that. Um, but yeah. I was like, I should probably know who Mark Sinclair is, but I'm not going to say anything because I'm too embarrassed. I don't even remember hearing <laughs> who he worshipped. So does, if that makes you feel better. He would better. say, he was like, let me... Let me ask my lord and savior, Mark Sinclair. And then he would, like, pray. And then he'd be like, Mark says it's okay. Like, well, go ahead. Yes. And But I just, like, didn't want to ask because yeah. I didn't want to seem foolish. Only Should I ask. knew. Only I knew. Um, because Mark Sinclair, we discovered recently, has, um, like, a single that he released. Mark Sinclair yes! is actually, like, a soft boy who wants to release, like, pop R&B <laughs> music. Like, he wants to release, like, house remixes of pop music. Like, that's who Mark Sinclair is in the real world. 
So I just, I feel bad for Casper and Dick Butt Diddick. And that they never got to really share share their full story. And I'm really well, glad yeah. that we get to hear about it now. You know, I'm happy that I get to share that. Well, Fallon, do you have information on your character? I would love to hear about him. Yes. So I am like 30 ounces into this 32 ounce. Um, <laughs> so you're have, down to the dregs. I have since ripped off the whole label off the front of it. Like I, so you're just going to have to bear with me here. I play the character Birdman. Birdman is uh, what's called a Kenku, and it's a race of birdmen that are, they look like ravens for the most part, or dark birds. Some can be like mockingjays, some can be like blue jays, but for the most part, they're predominantly black birds, black iridescent feathers. Um, and uh, Birdman is uh, a rogue class. How tall um, are they, Fallon? Oh, he's, I think, five, four, I think, or five, six, five, four, five, six. I don't have my sheet in front of me, but he's pretty short compared to like a human or an elf. Um, so they're not very tall. They usually, um, genetically, they run pretty short, the Kenku. Um, but they're great at acrobatics. They're very nimble, they're very sneaky. And the thing about the Kenku is they do not have voices of their own. So legend has it that uh, a sorcerer, um, the Kenku were in service of a sorcerer and they tried to steal something from that sorcerer. And so as, uh, as punishment, the sorcerer took away their voices because the Kenku are really creative. And so now all the Kenku can do are um, mimic things really accurately. They can mimic sounds and noises and voices that they've heard, but they cannot speak language. They can say things that they've heard other people say before, but it has to be in the voice of the person that <laughs> said them. So, Birdman has um, collected his limited vocabulary from his days as uh, an, a court jester, jester, as his <laughs> profession was an acrobat. And so he was in service of um, uh, a matron of, of nobility. And he served as both her entertainer, her jester, and her spy. And um, one day his matron was betrayed and murdered. And so Birdman has gone out on his own after being cast out of uh, the noble house because his matron had passed away. There was no place for him. After being cast out, now uh, Birdman is in search of um, her murderer and seeks revenge on behalf of his lady, whom he was very much in love with. Mm. So, yeah, did they smash? No, he really wanted to though. Mm. And Sick. while playing D and D, we've seen Birdman's bird dick. <laughs> <laughs> there was a game that we played where all of the male characters had a dick measuring contest. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
They had to roll the die. Yeah, and see who had the longest dick. Based on how high the number that the was. number was that yeah. they rolled. Yeah. 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 If I remember correctly, Bird only measured up to about five. five yeah, inches. he was like five or six. Yeah. Which is a, a, for a for a Birdman. Sure. Proportionally, pretty impressive. But yeah. um, from a human standard, about average, below average. <laughs> yeah. I just remember he pulled back his like feathers, his like pearly. Yeah. Yeah, the pull kind back. of like a fupa, a right? Fupa. That he like mushed back, and his like little bird dick, right? Yeah. Right, because he wears like little trousers, but they're very <laughs> loose, and he has you know he's got the the soft feather coating, but then underneath you also have the the small kind of plush feathering layer that also had to be pushed back. So, <laughs> Birdman, are, you know, Birdman's very modest. Um, and what's really <laughs> unique about Birdman? Is his name Birdman is not a traditional Kenku name. Most Kenku are named after a certain sound, and so uh, say like um, the the brush of a hand over feathers. Their name would be the sound of that. So it would be like. I don't fucking know what it sounds like. I'm not a kinku. I can't, I can't imitate the this, this sound. But it would be like a, a, a brushing, like a, you know, that would be uh-huh. the sound of the bird. So Birdman was named um, at, by his mistress, who obviously could not articulate his original name. The um, sound. She could not articulate the sound. She could not call him by a name. So she simply named him Birdman. So Birdman is not his... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell me you love me in private. That's really, that is Birdman's anthem for sure. But yeah, um, he, uh, we, you know, his, his real name has been lost. Well, do you think we'll ever get to discover that if it would like come up? Like, what if we met another Kanku? Can they communicate to one another or do they like, cause they don't. Like you said, they don't have a language to speak to one another. They have to communicate through things they've heard, right? Right. So they could communicate to each other. Like, they're they're creative, um, but they would communicate to each other the way that they communicate to humans. Everyone else. Yeah, exactly, and, and yeah. other creatures. So that's Birdman. Um, he, I named him after, or, you know, that story is based around my farm in Stardew Valley, Birdman, Birdman Farm. <laughs> nice. Uh, so... Yeah, Paris, I'm really excited to hear about your character, Folly Fiddlefaddle. Yes. <laughs> Folly Fiddlefaddle was my D&D character. She's a forest gnome, and she's 2 foot 11. Um, she weighs 23 pounds, and she's 126 years old. So she's a small gal, but she's old, right? Um, Folly... Folly carries around a slingshot. So like a like imagine like a like a stick that's in the shape of a Y with like a piece of leather tied onto it with like a like an end cup. And then she picks up small stones from the ground and slings them at people. So not like one that you like swing around in the air in like a circular motion and then fling. Not like a sling. It is a slingshot. Uh, you have to pull back. So it's a two-handed weapon, which Brady thought was ridiculous. But that is what Folly 
has. She also has a dagger, but she used her slingshot more often. And it's actually quite powerful. I feel like every time Folly has used the slingshot in battle, it has felled her enemy. Yeah, it's gone pretty well. Yeah. Folly yeah, goes hard. I mean, it also helps that, or I guess it doesn't help that Folly has um, not that many paces under her belt that she can make per move. So usually by the time she gets to an enemy, she's making the <laughs> final move. Yeah, my speed that. is 25 feet. I can move 25 feet at a time, which is usually like five squares. <laughs> so not very far. Um, but I Folly, one of Folly's main characteristics is that she, she's very feisty. And she's, very, she's much, uh, she's spitfire. She likes to spit on the ground when she's irritated. So a lot of the times I would like spit on the ground. I think she's really inspired by that. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name. There's a, the actor who um, is on Parks and Recreation and he always talks like this. Billy and, Eichner. Yes, Billy Eichner, the one who you picked to be the surreal. Yes, <laughs> yes. Billy on the street. Yeah, so Folly's uh, inspired by Billy Eichner. Um, so here is Folly's backstory. I found, this is my, this is my um, character sheet and I wrote this a few months ago. A band of rogue orcs happened upon my... Should I read it in Folly's voice? Yes, in in first person Folly's voice, yes. Okay, this is character backstory. (laughs) This is a journal entry. A band of rogue orcs happened upon my village's annual winter solstice party. So we invited them to join the merriment. They ate and drank their fill, and then they turned on us. They pillaged and destroyed our village, and my family was killed when the orcs set fire to our mushroom. I had no weapon to fight back with, and while trapped underneath a fallen fern, I watched my village go up in flames. So I dedicated my life to learning how to protect myself with my slingshot. I vowed... Never to trust an orc again. Now I live in solitary in the forest with only my little animal friends for company. And each night as I lay down on my moss bed, I plot my revenge as I drift off to sleep. And then she would probably spit on the ground. Wow. So, so that's why Folly hates orcs so much and doesn't get along lot... with Chase's character. Right, I was going to say, this makes a lot of sense because Chase's character is a half-orc, half-human. Mm-hmm. And, and I call we, him half-breed. <laughs> we have seen the animosity that Folly has spit towards yeah. uh, Chase's character, whose name I My... cannot remember. Dalen. Dalen! Yeah, the first thing I said when we started playing the game, Haley's character... Zella uh-huh. was sitting at the table with Dalen in the tavern, and I walked in and like climbed up onto my chair, and I put my hands on the table and I turned to Zella and I said, "You shouldn't be seen with the likes of him, because I don't like orcs. Oh. And you're an elf. Mm-hmm. You're a wood elf, and I feel affinity with you because I'm a gnome yeah. from the woods. I'm a forest gnome. I am also of the woods. Yeah. So you shouldn't be hanging out with orcs. Damn. Disgusting." I know. Folly is very prejudiced, yes. And she learns, you know, she was learning to to trust Trust. again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the orcs lit her mushroom on fire. And killed her whole family. 
Yeah, our mushroom house was burnt to the ground. How big was that mushroom? That must have been a pretty big mushroom to have well, like yeah, a I'm smurf. I'm two foot eleven. It's a big mushroom. We live in the in the enchanted woods. It's uh, a big mushroom. Hmm. But the orcs, you know, they're big. They they lit it on fire. They burnt our mushroom to the ground and I got trapped under a giant fern. And I couldn't get up. Damn. It was too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> The fern was too heavy. It was too heavy. I only weigh, what, 23 pounds? Uh, 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only weigh 23 pounds. You gotta hit the gym, Folly. <laughs> well, now she's absolutely stacked. Yeah. She's just ripped. Just thick as fuck. The most <laughs> jacked true. wood gnome we've ever seen. And I like to think she's got big old milkers, too. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's where half her weight is. Milkers. <laughs> 13 pounds of me is just tit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic body and the other, <laughs> the other 10 pounds is like the rest of my body. Yeah. <laughs> that's how every woman is built, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that's, yeah. At least that's in video games. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm built. Game As you can see right now, I'm bent over at the waist because I can't support mm-hmm. my breasts. They're just too large. <laughs> fathom. So yeah, we played D&D together, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. We haven't done it time. in a while, because everybody got really busy. This is true. But I would love to do it again. Oh, yeah. As would I. I would I would hope that maybe um, Roll20 would have done some, made some updates <laughs> since we've last played. <laughs> That'd be nice. Maybe improved on their program, because man, our, our games would be about three hours long. Um... Yeah. And we wouldn't make much progress in the story. It was mostly just <laughs> navigating navigating um, the program. But it was a lot of fun, yeah. and it was um, a really good source of interaction, for us at least, because we yeah. didn't oh, have any friends in the area. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> a really good quarantine game, for sure. And I miss Bird. I miss Birdman. He's such a good little noodle. He's so cheeky and funny. I, like I love that you said he he used to be an acrobat, and that's supposed to be one of his better skills. But every time Birdman performs an acrobatic check um, or an acrobatic roll, he usually ends up falling from a, like a, a you know quite quite, quite high, high up, quite yeah. a distance, and um, skewering his beak into the ground below, and then becoming trapped. And like pressing with his hands on the ground, trying to get his beak up out of the dirt. Listen, he's a little rusty, okay? He's a little rusty from his days of espionage, all right? He's recovering from heartbreak. Give Bert a break, God. Helen used to get so mad when she would roll like a two. (laughs) She'd be like, fuck! There's nothing you can do. It's really disappointing. And that I had never played D&D before. So that was one of the more horrifying aspects was, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of how many points up, additional points I had of charisma or acrobatics or whatever. You know, I have like, like fucking four plus charisma on bird. But if I roll the two, that means I'm at six, you know? And the... Um, uh, the lack of control I had over the dice 
really <laughs> threw me for a loop. And it was really upsetting and, for the first, like, bit of game. Because I'm trying... Oh, I, yeah. I spent all this time building this character who's supposed to be so badass and acrobats. Badics. And, you know, he's gonna... <laughs> He's used to climbing on, like, you know, brick buildings and all this stuff and doing all this cool shit. And then I roll these <laughs> shitty rolls and I can't back up my backstory. It's really mm-hmm. disappointing. It was, it was a shock to me. I didn't understand. But now I know and I'm more prepared and I'm also more, um, more forgiving uh, yeah. and more gracious about it. And for you, listener, if you haven't played... Dungeons and Dragons before, the most popular die that you roll is called a D20. It's a, it's a 20-sided die. Um, and, like, the chances of you rolling a, a nat 20, a natural 20, which is just landing on 20, or, you know, quite slim. It's 1 yeah. in 20. So, <laughs> imagine what? that. It's 1 in 20, Ferris. No so, it's very common to roll, like, a 2 or, you know, like, a low number yeah. and absolutely just get fucked by whatever mm-hmm. thing you're trying to do or accomplish which like makes the game really fun and hilarious and it feels so satisfying when you do roll a 20 or like a higher number yeah. and you actually get to like accomplish the thing you're trying to do uh but right. Fallon struggled <laughs> yeah I feel like roll 20 really fucked me over um and I was not <laughs> anticipating that I really thought that my stats would matter and mm-hmm. if you're in a mid-range, you know, if you roll like a 9 or whatever, it's going to bump you up to, you know, like a 14, depending on whatever your stats are. And that was great. But um, if you're just rolling low, because you have, you know, I, I don't know if this math is right, but you have like a 50% chance of rolling something below a 10. It's like a 50-50 yeah, sounds- chance. <laughs> Sounds about right. And <laughs> yeah. that, that, like, wrapping my brain around that, like, you have a 50% chance of rolling something shitty and not hitting anything. <laughs> so in the battle system, you can choose however many feet you, however many paces you walk, you know, forward, backward, sideways, whatever. Um, but once you move there, then you can choose to, like, take an action, like, a, um, and it, make an attack on someone. And D&D is, is pretty much half battle i'd say it's like 60 percent battling yeah and so these roles are really important and even though like this character is designed for you know like charisma and like one-on-one interactions all of those interactions including the battles are all dictated on chance on these fucking dice rolls and so when you roll something shitty like say you you're trying to you have to dictate what you're going to do first and before you know what your roll number is, what your dice number is. So say bird is, you know, right in line to hit this goblin that's like four paces away or whatever the fuck. And bird, he pulls out his dagger and he fucking throws it, aiming straight for the eye of the goblin. But if bird rolls a four, then that shit is just, 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 Heading right past the goblin, your dagger's gone, and the goblin's still charging at you. And that's fucking embarrassing to do <laughs> in front of your party. And I was not prepared for that. My ego was not prepared. It was a humbling experience. Yes, for yeah. sure. For sure. I was very <laughs> humbled. Yes, as was Bird. He was hot shit in that castle, and then he got kicked out, and yeah. now he's on his own, you know? Dungeons and Dragons is actually really fun. Super I used to fun. like not be interested in it at all because I thought it was like a total. It's a nerd game. Nerd yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And losers. I thought that it, I mean it is pretty. <laughs> it 
it's pretty complex, but it's not hard to learn. Mm -hmm. um, like, there is a lot that goes into it. So You much. can really get deep into the lore, and, like, there's um, all of these books that you can buy that tell you all the different characters and the different places you can go, and there are also um, campaigns you can buy, and you're... Your dungeon master, which is basically just, like, your ringleader, the person who, like, narrates the story. Yeah. They'll, like, lead you on these adventures and help the story move along. And you can you can play different campaigns or you can make up your own, which is what Brady did. Um, but I think the best thing about it is, like, connecting with your friends and, like, working together and being in character. And it's just... It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's so like fun. it's like a theater major's wet dream. Like, yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> how much fun it would be as a person who loves acting to play this really, what I thought was a nerdy game, but really it's just like a big improv sesh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Th there's so much improv that it's goes like, on during that game. It's like, t basically you're just telling a story. Yeah together it's like sitting around a campfire and narrating a story all together but you are the characters and you're speaking in character mm -hmm. and you like and you have someone who kind of helps guide the story along but it's i mean it was really great it was so much fun yeah we we said a lot of stupid shit and did a lot of stupid shit but it was great because we we're all in the stupid voices yeah. as our characters it was so much fun yeah it was a lot we, of fun we had a really good time. I would definitely recommend, like, you try it if you have a good group of friends and someone who's willing to put in the work to be the DM. Yeah. Because Brady did a lot he did of so work. Much. Yeah. yeah. All these little, every little step of the way um, mm -hmm. was dictated by the DM. And I was really impressed um, and grateful that we had Brady and just like how fun he was he was very yes and and that's like yeah you know that's Brady's the good an stuff excellent improver he's just amazing at improvisation yeah as a theater major myself i shot myself in the ass i was gonna say that, but i really <laughs> shot myself in my own gooch um because i chose a fucking character that can't speak yeah, but it was hilarious when you would say, like, in the voice of the town crier, let me out of here, or, like, just <laughs> ridiculous things. You would, like, pick random characters, and, and you you got to express, like, all these different voices and, like, try all these different accents, and it was hilarious. I did. I did. I had to mimic the voices that Brady would give the townsfolk, um, because <laughs> Birdman could only speak in the voices of people that he had heard, and so... Birdman was was very cheeky and would mock or mimic the things that um, people had said before to get his point across um, or to remind people of things. But it was really frustrating as someone who likes to talk a lot. Um, if there was a decision that our group faced and no one and, and the whole team was silent and I <laughs> wanted to say something, but I fucking couldn't and we're role playing. <laughs> it was so tough, man. Ooh. So I yeah. learned that lesson for sure. But it was a, it was a good lesson for me to um to shut my mouth sometimes. <laughs> it made me want to LARP. Oh, would yes. any of you want to LARP? One hundred percent. Live action role playing where you yes. dress up as your character and like go out in the woods. <laughs> Yes. And you, like, bring a bag with your die in it, and you have to, like, roll uh, your actual die. 
on the ground and and like perform and act out your yes your <laughs> your attacks and things. Uh, it makes me think of the movie Role Models. That's what I, I love <laughs> that movie so fucking much, dude. <laughs> so good. It's so, so good. good. Yes, I would love to. I would do so much shit um, with y'all for sure. <laughs> I would love that. It'd be a good time. Well, Haley. Are there any games that you, you are, um, I can't, I already asked you what you're looking forward to playing yeah. and what's on your list. Um, I'd let, how do you feel about farming? About far- <laughs> farming? Oh, well, I can tell you a lot about farming games, specifically Stardew Valley. You like Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley is a great, great game. I can think confirm. maybe you should buy ranch simulator and come join our farm because it's just like stardew valley but it looks like skyrim uh, but it except looks it's like, like skyrim but i mean you're you're on like a farm so it's not like medieval but you're like um, in the yeah, united yeah. states for sure it's a yeah in the united states and you can make yourself an absolute country bumpkin and oh, hell yeah. it's really great the game is early access but they're updating it soon and mm-hmm. we've been having a great time so Ranch Simulator. Good old Ranch mm-hmm. Sim. Mm. You heard about this? I've seen you guys playing Ranch Simulator. On your computer? You On can my see, computer. like, it pops up because of the Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen you guys in there. And all your songs you've been putting in the Discord. Yes, we've been bumping good music. It's been a joy. It's been a joy. Just ride around in mm-hmm. our buggy. So. Yeah. Our and hot pink could, buggy. You could do that too. Brady <laughs> joined us. It was really fun. I'm, I might I might have to. All right. Well, you think about that. <laughs> you think about that. You think about that. And you, you can think. come on our farm. You I'll think about joining the farm, baby. And you can come help us with our chickens. And you, and can, you can help see. us come massacre every animal on the map. You can see Miss Mabel's big old cheeks. Oh. Miss, Miss Mabel doesn't wear pants. That's Fallon's character. And she's got the thickest cheeks you've ever seen oh putrina you don't have to talk so foul now miss mabel's just getting to air out her cheeks and she needs the doctor recommended that she get more sunshine and more air outdoors so she decided to go and take care of this farm and not wear any pants so she can air out her gooch every now and then just sun her asshole is what she's doing. Yes, the asshole needs a lot of sun. If, if you don't get enough sun in your asshole, then you're just not living life Little, right. you know, unbeknownst to, is that right? Unbeknownst? Yeah. Unbeknownst? Unbeknownst? <laughs> I don't know, yes. man. I'm almost I... done with this mixed drink. Um, <laughs> unbeknownst, that's right. People, unbeknownst to most. <laughs> I don't feel like that's right. But a lot of people don't know that uh, the asshole Needs a lot of sunlight. Needs a lot of sun. And um, you got to get out there. So you got to, like, maybe, li- like, lie on the ground mm-hmm. and then put put your hands under your hip bones mm-hmm. and prop yourself up with your elbows, mm-hmm. right? So your legs are straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then just spread those legs mm-hmm. and sun that hole. Yeah. Asshole out. Better yet, when you get tired of being in that position, you can lay flat on your stomach, you know, just to kind of... Out on the ground, you know, face, stomach, thighs, knees, all on the ground, spread out. <laughs> and then you hook bungee cords, right? And then you just kind of hook them 
on either side of your butthole and they spread out your cheeks. <laughs> and then you're getting direct sunlight hitting. And you get that. You know you have enough sunlight when your asshole is 20 shades darker than your ass cheeks. Exactly. That's when you so know they, you're getting enough sunlight. The age of bleached assholes is out. It's over. We don't bleach our assholes That's anymore. That's not we want them dark. No. We want a dark asshole. Dark asshole is a healthy asshole, and I can attest to that. Haley's going to be a nurse, all right? I've wiped a lot of assholes, and the darker the asshole, the healthier the patient. You heard it here first on <laughs> Fantasy Time Podcast, folks. Cheers to that, brother. Cheers, Cheers to that, brother. Did you just clink your own glass? Yeah, there's nothing in it. Oh, man. Well, I think that that means it's the end of fantasy time. I think so. I got to piss so bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Time. If you liked it and you'd enjoyed it, um, please send us a DM or follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Time Podcast. Hell yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. I, <laughs> or send us an email at fantasytimepodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah, brother. Or if you really like the podcast, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcast. We really appreciate it. We love reading what you guys have to say. It makes us feel so warm and fuzzy in our chests and in our tummies and in our assholes. Um, our assholes feel so good because of you. Thank you, dear listener. I know my asshole's improved since this the beginning of this podcast. Certainly. I'm, re- I'm ready to go sun it. I'm ready to go sun it right now <laughs> at 8 p.m. It's getting dark. I got to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> got to get a little moonlight on your asshole. Also great for, you know, realigning your chakra. Yeah, your ass chakra. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know about the ass chakra. The eighth <laughs> chakra. It's the ass. The, the asshole <laughs> chakra. There's the root, wow. and then directly behind that is the ass. Mm-hmm. The ass isn't aligned. None of it's aligned. <laughs> you should start there. Forget about the top of the head, okay? It's all about the asshole. The rest mm-hmm. of the body doesn't matter unless the asshole is taken care of first. It's the root of most problems. All right. We should be done. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Haley. Um, It's been a pleasure. We love you. Thank you. We're going to go watch some big titty anime. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Nothing better. (laughs) All right. I guess we say bye on three. One, two, three. Bye. 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 Welcome to Bugsnacks. <laughs> I don't know the words, but that's that's the tune. I've wiped a lot of assholes, and the darker the asshole, the healthier the patient. Did you guys hear that?